Thanks for joining us on Driven Coast to Coast Car Talk Live. We have Leo Song. He is the uh, owner of First Gear Trade, who carries some of the highest-end Japanese, legit Japanese parts. And I'm sure you've seen the replica parts out there. And today we're going to talk about replica parts. All right, thanks for joining us again live. We're live every Wednesday at uh, 6.30 p.m. PST, 7.30 p.m. MST, and uh, I believe 9.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time. And we're here each week and uh, we talk about uh, the automotive aftermarket business and what's going on in the scene. And as discussed today, our topic is probably a fairly sensitive one to many people. We're going to talk about replica parts. We're going to talk about fake parts. We're going yeah. to talk about... Uh, yeah, let's call them what they are. Call them what they are, right. And we have, <laughs> like uh, as always, we got Mr. Uh, Jeff. Hello, everyone. And our special guest today is uh, Leo Song from First Gear Trade. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so uh, Leo is, uh, let's give some background on Leo here before we get right into the topic here. Uh, Leo is a pretty interesting guy. I've worked with Leo for many, many years now. And uh, he's one of the guys that I've seen grow from, you know, working at a shop for somebody else. Actually working at a hot dog stand. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and, and then working side, at, yeah. And then working uh, for um, a, uh, actually... Uh, another shop, uh, then yeah. started his own with his brother, Nick, uh, and has grown his business uh, in, in Edmonton to not just, uh, you know, the, the tuning side, which his brother focuses on, but also the parts side. And beyond that, Leo has done an amazing job of networking and creating um, all these distribution channels for First Gear Trade, which is now a total legit wholesale channel for many businesses across Canada and he tours of us he's one of the few guys that flew into every show actually he didn't fly into Halifax he sent his partner one of his one of his teammates down there but Leo tell us a little bit about First Gear Trade and uh, tell us a little bit about some of the travels you've had uh, you know developing your business sure no problem uh, by the way uh, my company name is First Gear Project First Gear Project my, yes, my mistake <laughs> that's okay no problem uh, my company is actually been uh, 16 years now. So we opened up our business on 2004, November in Edmonton. So uh, obviously we didn't have much budget back in our day. So uh, all I had, I only had $3,000 cash in my pocket. That's how I started from scratch. And, uh, and I was, that was all made by selling hot dogs, right? Leo, Leo legit, <laughs> he really did work. Uh, selling a guy selling hot dogs. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, back in the day, uh, I was making a two dollars per hour <laughs> with the under table beer because uh, <laughs> I was an international student back in the day. But I was really desperate, so that's how I started from scratch. And uh, well, by the way, sorry about that. Um, so uh, we actually opened our like actual shop on 2012, uh, September 1st in Edmonton with my brother. Uh, his name is Nick. And uh, well, obviously we didn't have any connection with anybody. So we only like worked on customers' vehicles with like oil change, tire change, anything like a simple stuff from scratch. 
and uh, like from Monday, like random people were starting to coming to our shop with the right hand drive, like uh, Subaru SDI, WRX, or Lancer Evolution, those kind of cars. And uh, I used to live in Japan for 13 years, and actually Japanese is my first language, but I'm Korean actually. And <laughs> lots of people are still confusing uh, that uh, I'm a Korean or a Japanese. It's amazing, you have like zero accent. <laughs> no, when I speak English, uh, I have a very strong accent. Yeah. <laughs> I know that too. <laughs> but Leo, you, so, you spent a lot of time developing these, these connections. Because yeah. you told me the story about Voltex, which we, we had driven yeah. at work with for some time, right? Tell us That's about right. how you made this connection with Voltex. Oh, that is very interesting. Okay, so uh, Voltex was getting popular in US and Canada about uh, probably 10 years ago. No, more than 10 years ago. And uh, Voltex is actually a really big company. So um, I couldn't contact them because I was too shy and uh, my shop is not really big shop. Even right now, we are still like uh, growing. We are not big enough uh, yet, I think. So I just called Voltex one day and uh, I talked to the owner of uh, Vortex, and obviously Japanese as well. So he was asking a bunch of questions, like who I am or who do I know, like those kind of typical questions. So I actually answered everything too. And uh, basically I explained to him uh, why I need to open an account with the Vortex Japan, because uh, the Japanese product from Japan and to USA and USA to Canada Basically, people need to pay uh, shipping costs for twice and the double duties and uh, Japanese yen to US dollar and now Canadian dollar. So every single step, uh, we have to pay for it. And the end of the day, uh, retail customers, they have to pay for everything. And I thought that's very unfair. So I explained to him, he understood. So he was like, okay, uh, let's try out. Then the funny thing about this conversation, uh, basically, uh, I was asking for any like, contract, uh, paperwork, anything like that. And he said, no, we don't have any contract. I trust you. So uh, let's do it. So that's how I started from scratch. Yeah. And it's already been, yeah, uh, six years now, seven years now. And, and now you're Mr. Voltex right Canada and everybody gets Voltex from... Leo, yep. right? Yeah, that's right. And yep. uh, you've got connections. Obviously, you've got a very personal connection with uh, uh, Kai Mira from uh, Rocket Bunny, yep. uh, Pandem. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I remember you showing me pictures of uh, you ha having dinner with him in Japan, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I actually see him every year. Uh, he's a very interesting guy. Um, he was uh, like a biker gangster when he was younger. And actually... <laughs> My hometown and his hometown, we actually from same city, uh, which is Kyoto. And I used to live in Kyoto for 13 years too. So we talk about like 80s, 90s background in Kyoto. And he was very surprised. He's like, oh, how do you know about this? Oh, that, that. Oh, when you speak Japanese, you actually have an accent uh, with the Japanese slang. I was like, wow, because I used to live in Kyoto. He's like, oh, okay, okay. I see, I see. So we actually built a relationship uh, much easier than other people, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I did it. Yeah. One quick question while we're yes, on sir. the subject of Voltex. So, yeah. I'm understanding this correctly. If you want a genuine Voltex part in Canada, mm -hmm. it at some it, it starts with Leo, whether yes. he sells wholesale to a, another retailer or direct to customer. If you want genuine Voltex, mm -hmm. Leo's your guy. Right? Yes. 
Yes. Just wanted to make sure I was understanding that correctly. Yeah, and it's uh, to, to your point. Uh, I don't think uh, it's one of those. You know, it's not like buying milk, right? So Leo probably knows, uh, for the most part, where uh, all the Voltex spoilers have been purchased, and probably have an idea of every car that uh, has a run a Voltex spoiler. And we'll get on that topic, and I know why you're asking that, Jeff. Uh, but um, I think uh, Leo, you've you you've gained a real appreciation for the craftsmanship, for the intellectual property uh, of these uh, guys like Kai Mira, uh, guys like um, Mr. F uh, I forget his name from from J from Voltex Canada or Voltex uh, Japan. So there's this uh, huge appreciation for these these uh, genuine parts that you you've kind of gained by uh, working in, in your through all these travels? Oh, uh, well, I go to Japan every year, uh, basically uh, to see like all my partners. So basically I go visit uh, Tomei, uh, Vortex, uh, G-Force, and Vertex, and Vortex, Origin Labo, and Rocket Bunny, and some other like, shops as well. Um, well, I just go there to see like people how they are and how they look like and basically I want to keep it like a good relationships with Japanese partners and because they always help us and they always support us as well. Yeah. So basically I just go there and say hi. Uh, that's all I guess. And, uh, yeah. and that's important, yeah, and, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so I guess the, the, first, the first time this kind of topic, and we know that obviously the whole uh, real wheel uh, uh, controversy, right? There is, you know, yep. the, I think the the biggest one is obviously your your TE thirty sevens roto grids, right? Yep. Um, you know, we, we see them a lot, right? We see the roto grids a lot at the shows. We see uh, <laughs> pretty much every company has some sort of a, a replica version of a, a TE thirty seven, right? Yep. Uh, of course, other than the 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 the, the larger brands. Uh, we see them a lot at our shows. Uh, Leo, you've you've been to our shows. You've actually been um, one of our uh, call it uh, judging um, advisors, right? Like a consultant, yeah. uh, not an official judge, but as a consultant to us because uh, we do that at Driven. If there's a, a particular area where we feel like we have uh, some uh, extra level of of expertise available like we yeah. do in like we did in Toronto we asked Leo to jump in and uh you know take a look at some of these uh the 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 higher end parts that you know some of our judges may not be obviously as familiar with as someone like you who, who sells the parts right uh tell us what happened in in Toronto what was your like oh. Toronto or even Calgary right like like as you're walking around right like this is kind of where it all started sure uh I got lots of story <clears throat> from uh, driven shows. So when I see like a uh, people's cars, uh, all I care is either like authentic parts or fake parts. And I even don't call replica because replica is too much like respect. I think I don't respect the fake parts at all. Like I actually hate fake parts. So um, because- But uh, let's, let's, let's distinguish that. Like Jeff, you brought it up, right? Jeff, what would what was your definition of, of like fake versus replica? Well, any time, I mean, the TE thirty seven, that style, that's a mm -hmm. Volk style, right? And that's anybody right. that that basically, you know, changes, you know, a tolerance by a millimeter to to work around whatever copyright, you know, is on there, 
that's a fake. I, I mean, it's, it, to me, it's, it's very straightforward. It's a, you know, <laughs> a Voltex wing is a Voltex wing. If it's not a Voltex wing, it's fake. You know, that's, it's, there's only one originator for all of this stuff, you know, on, on whether it's T37s or, or whatever. But is it, um, is it a fake, Jeff, if uh, you got a rotor grit? And you're right, probably a fraction. It's obviously not a forged wheel. It's probably some porous cast wheel out there. Um, it's, but Rota owns it. They, they put the, the, the they, they developed a very big, big um, uh, customer base of these Rota grids where it's marketed as a Rota wheel. It's not marketed as, you know, they're, uh, you know, perhaps guys are putting fake decals on and stuff and that's something different. But are you okay with like things like Rota grids? Well, that's, and that's not a fake part. That's a, that's, I would consider something like that more of just an entry level thing, right? It's just lowering the, the cost of admission, um, but they're not getting the same, to, to Leo's point, the same quality and all that other stuff. It's a cheap knockoff, you know, um, entry level thing. <laughs> but you is know, it okay hey, if they snap it with Rhoda? I mean, obviously. Well, yeah, because they're Rhoda. If they're making them, that's a different story, right? If Rhoda's making a wheel, they can stamp it a Rhoda, whatever, however they want. Um, but if they're, if they're, copying somebody else's design and stamping rota on it that's fake that's how i look at it anyway yeah yeah it's okay. the ip right the intellectual property that design whoever came up with that first in my opinion owns it and anybody that imitates it and copies it is a fake okay okay and leo is that kind of the same same kind of uh definition you have as well oh me yeah yes i think so too exactly yeah. So yeah. you're not okay with like rotor grids? Me, uh, well, 50-50. I mean, uh, what about like even let's rich. step it up a bit, like a a, a flow form uh, a flow form wheel like um, that is uh, looks like a T thirty seven. Are you okay with that? Well, okay. So honestly, I don't like it at all because uh, there's still fake part and there's still a like, replica. So I don't like like how they do that because somebody else made like uh, made amazing design quality everything and somebody out somebody else out there they just copy of them and uh, without spending time and money like developing uh, processing right so uh, I don't think that's fair uh, but for customers side uh, I actually understand a little bit because authentic parts are not cheap it's actually expensive so uh, someone else out there oh, honestly I don't want to spend a few thousand dollars because I can't Okay, I understand. Then, but we don't we don't supply our, uh, fake parts. But if you wanna get it from somebody else, I don't stop you. But but don't lie to people uh, saying, "Oh, I have a T thirty seven. Oh, I have a Vortex." If they have fake parts, that's actually yes. what I care. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the different level. I so I'm of the opinion that look, if you if you want to buy uh, rotor grids and you own it and you're telling people it's rotor grids, that's fine. Obviously, like if you're if and we'll get onto more touchy subjects such as body kits, right? Like bigger things where you can't tell at all. But like Rota, you could probably tell. There's probably like if you if you you're you're an expert like you, Leo, could probably look at a T37. And T37s continue to evolve quicker than probably the the the, the copycats can keep up. Um, and you own uh, uh, own it and say I've got Rota grids. I'm cool with that. I think that's fine. But if you 
pop off the center cap and throw on, you know, T37 center caps and you're putting T37 decals on it. Like that's, that's completely <laughs> different, right? Like that's, that's a no, no. Oh, that's actually a different story. And I've seen all uh, those kind of paper a uh, few times as well. And actually uh, what happened to my shop, someone actually came to my shop uh, and say, I'm looking for uh, four gracing center caps and the T37 stickers. And I was like, did you get rings from us? Uh, no, but I got it from somebody else. And I was like, can you bring us uh, your rims? Because I want to make sure you have a T37 or not. And he actually brought them in. It was fake. Oh. It was fake. And uh, yeah, then I was like, okay, Mr. Customer, this is fake. I don't want to give you any parts for your fake rims. And he was pretty much crying. That's what happened a few times. <laughs> well, that, that's a little meaner than we want to be, but I can understand why you'd be angry about that, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I don't have the the hate for the 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 fake parts that that's necessary. I I accept them as a thing, but I think it's yeah. representation is key. And if you own that it's a fake part and and this is all you can afford, um, yeah. great, no problem. But yeah. if you're you know having some you know flexing with your fake yeah. shit, get lost. That's yeah. kind of <laughs> how I look at yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and, and and we've seen things like you know at our shows where like you've got guys with intercoolers or we call them interfoolers, right? Like intercooler mounted, but no, it's not connected to anything, oh, right? It doesn't even yeah, have to work. There's, no piping, <laughs> there's no piping or anything like that. Uh, it's almost at that level, right? And I think the judges obviously, uh, it's disgusting to the judges when they see that, <laughs> but we don't always catch it, right? And that's the tricky part. So let's talk about the, uh, uh, I guess a bigger, more, uh, less visible replica, which are these body kits, right? Um, we see them at the shows all the time. There's rocket bunnies everywhere, yeah. right? But uh, Leo, obviously um, a little more challenging to pick out those, right? How do you, how do you, how do you figure that out? Well, these days, uh, even for me, it's getting really tough right now. Uh, but like last time, uh, I went to a Toronto driven show and I was judging uh, people's cars uh, back in the day, right? Uh, I think that was uh, two years ago, I believe, and. Uh, I've seen so many like a different wide bodies and I was really surprised. So I was like uh, checking each vehicle and the first thing I checked, uh, fitment. Uh, usually like a fake body kit, their fitment is really bad compared to authentic product. And uh, step two, I actually check inside of uh, body kit, like inside of fenders or inside of bumpers because a replica stuff, uh, they have like a different colors. Let's say rocket bunny, authentic rocket bunny is actually black. But the fake stuff is actually like white or blue or gray, like different colors. I can tell uh, those kind of stuff. And uh, uh, if I see the carbon fiber product, like a Vortex, Vortex is very easy to find out because the authentic uh, Vortex carbon fiber is very, very high quality. And But the, any other brands, uh, even like a authentic product from Japan, uh, their quality is actually not like a Vortex quality. So obviously, if you see like a fake uh, carbon fiber wing, you can tell it's fake. But when I was judging uh, like random cars, uh, one customer, I can't remember that, uh, he had like a fancy engine bay, like a thousand horsepower, but he had a fake uh, Vortex wing, he had a fake bride seats, he had like a bunch of knockoff shit. I was like, hey, excuse me, uh, nice car by the way. He's like, oh, thank you. Uh, you, you got any question? No, because I can see like what you have. I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, by the way, I see uh, your fake prices. How is it? And he was like, oh, uh, how do you know? Uh, don't worry about it. I know it. So tell me why. 
So, yeah. so these are these are seats that had the bride yes. logo on it. This yes. is a spoiler that had a Sticker, full text yeah. decal yes. on it. Yeah, okay. exactly. The, but it was obviously yeah, it's fake. fake. Yeah, that's not even replica. Okay. That's fake. Yeah, he was like, oh, uh, I just have this for now. I was like, oh, for now. I don't know for how long. Okay, good for you, right? And he was kind of angry. Then I was pointing at the vortex wing. Oh, nice wing. Oh, this is a vortex made in China. Then he was like, oh, what do you mean? I was like, I I know I know what it is. And then oh, and then uh, how did they get vortex stickers? And he was like, oh, I just got it from some uh, somebody shop. But that shop is my dealer actually. And I was like, oh, did you get vortex sticker from them? And he was like, oh yeah, and oh, oh so wing is fake, but uh, stickers are legit. Legit stickers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes it, what, 2% uh, real, I guess? Yeah, then I was, I was laughing so hard. I was like, yeah, good for you. But, you know, like, this is not how you do that. Like, you have a nice engine bay, but the fake seats and the fake wing. And he was like, oh, uh... I'm saving money right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's classic. You know what? I don't want to hear your story. Yeah. You know, that's what happened too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there's so many of these stories. Yeah, out exactly. There, yeah, right, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. but I like. I mean, I, th yeah. I think the thing with body kits, where I'm a little probably more lenient, um, yeah. is one to your point. It's very hard to tell. You know, for for somebody that's not dealing with this stuff every day, it doesn't stand out immediately. Mm -hmm. I think for me, what the the, the critical piece of body kits is, is, is the fitment. Now, if you get a fake kit and the fitment sucks, a good body shop or a good body man mm -hmm. can make that fit and look good. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you just take it to Mako, slap on a coat of paint and slap it on, it's, you know, and use wood screws, which we've all seen, um, then it's, it's, you know, it, it's glaringly obvious and, and poor execution. I think poor execution is, is, worse on body kits and wide bodies than than fake parts but let me jump in here jeff i've we've seen at driven um genuine kits i can only imagine they're genuine okay because um uh this this the 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 the, the person I, I can't imagine him buying a, a fake kit but um it was installed with double-sided tape yep right like it wasn't <laughs> even installed properly okay um and it was a legit kit, but in, uh, installed. Like obviously, that from our judges' perspective, we're gonna they're gonna dock points whether it's fake or real. Right? Absolutely, yeah. That's where it becomes irrelevant, you know. And that's where, yeah. at from a car show standpoint, that's where where that fitment and the execution becomes, you know, paramount um, versus mm -hmm. authentic versus fake. You know, mm -hmm. you can make a fake kit look great, and, and mm -hmm. you know, it's it's not as easy to do that with other parts because they're just straight up fake and there's nothing to them. Um, but I think body kits take a little work, a little you know finesse and craftsmanship to execute. Yeah, even even legit stuff yeah. often needs significant work. But right? legit's typically a better fit overall, better materials. I think yeah. that what I've heard is it's sometimes it's not the fifth kit that came out of that mold, right? Like yeah. you, you probably would get from from uh, from a, like you know a, a Chinese replica. Yeah, for so example, so right? I'm not as uptight about body kits just because it, it's one hard to tell and two to me it's more about the execution of the install than than the fabrication of the kit so leo like what you, what what do we what do what 
what do you suggest Driven do when they find uh, these people with fake kits? Do we, <laughs> uh, like, obviously we don't want to disqualify them, right? Yeah. Like, what's what, what would you say is the right approach for shows oh. when they see people with fake kits? Okay, well, okay, uh, okay. And I mean fake on the level where they're legitimately uh, trying to uh, fool yeah. people with uh, decals or fake badges, um, you know, they're, they're, they're saying it's real when it's obviously fake, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, so uh, when I was judging uh, cars in Toronto, uh, you know, like uh, I could leave a comment, like engine bay or like exterior, interior, whatever, and I could put scores too, right? Soon as I see like a fake parts, even if you have like a amazing engine bay, uh, I actually left a note as garbage. And I'm actually serious. And probably, probably I left over 50, uh, like, like mm -hmm. uh, 50 cars with a garbage comment, actually. And yeah. So this is very common, yeah. right? Like, it, you, you, we see this all the time, unfortunately, yes. right? But yeah. I, think, I think, like, from a how Driven should approach it, I think you got to come back to that, how they're representing themselves, too. If they're you know, claiming like to, to Leo's guy that was basically just claiming they were authentic parts. I think they just qualified immediately. Yeah. If they're honest and open about it and mm. say, this is, yep. this is a replica, yep. you know, rocket bunny kit that me and my mm. dad installed or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it looks good. That's fine. Yep. I think you can accept that. Yes. But if they are misrepresenting themselves and their products, I think they come right out of a uh, contention for awards. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, for all the competitors, it's it's certainly going to leave a bad taste in the, the judges' mouths if you're trying to fool them with uh, fake parts or, you know, as the example is, it's no different than, uh, you know, having a, a intercooler mounted with no turbo or, <laughs> or supercharger, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, this is a really good discussion. Leo, like, like um, when it comes to uh, these, 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 uh, these parts, uh, where where are people sourcing these fake parts from? I actually know like a few suppliers in Canada. Well, obviously I cannot say who, but uh, one example, mm -hmm. uh, when I went to Japan a few years ago, I actually went to Japan with that person and I actually mm -hmm. introduced uh, Vortex owner and Origin Lava owner and Rocket Pony owner. And after he came back to Canada, and, uh, he started to sell fake parts in Canada. After he met Rocket Bunny owner, Vortex owner, like everybody in Japan, I was very upset. I was like, "Dude, what are you doing here?" Then he was like, "Oh, people can afford it, yada yada yada, like a bunch of excuses." I was like, "You know what? I don't want to talk to you anymore. Just get off my face." So that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Some pretty serious stuff with uh, Leo oh, when it comes to uh, oh, these yeah, parts. But that's—I yeah. mean, that's a, such a dick move. I mean, for Leo to take him and and to make those introductions—that's not something that people get easily. You don't meet the right. the owner of Origin Lab just on a laugh, right? Yeah. And for him to take that from Leo and then turn around and basically slap him in the face—that's that's low. Yeah, that's... yeah. The optics—the optics are, um, you know, Instagram posts. Hey, I'm meeting with Original Labo, and then next thing you know, he's selling original Labo kits that are fakes. Yeah. I think there's a, certainly some, some uh, you know, deception, deceptive tactics there. Uh, Leo, we so appreciate your time. We definitely want to have you back as a guest. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many topics I feel like you're an expert on. Um, 
any any uh, closing thoughts on where this whole replica thing is going like in the next short time like i don't think it's going anywhere i think you're going to see more and more high quality replicas of these parts right because we know they're 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 getting yes, better that's right these guys are getting better at it yes. right yeah exactly uh but the last thing i can mention uh actually uh body kit uh was huge market in japan used to be and actually between 70 and 80 percent of manufacturers in japan they actually closed down because of uh, lots of replica, uh, replica parts so we can imagine in the future, mm -hmm. let's say people are keep buying fake parts next five years, 10 years. What about in Japan? Uh, eventually, they're going to shut down like everybody because they don't bring any business, right? So after that, who is going to create like a new design with the body kits from where, right? So yeah, exactly. Point. So people need to take more serious about this one too. Uh, but most people are saying like, oh, it's only for me. I'm only one person who cares about me. People actually say that, but what about if you see like a hundred people, thousand people, ten thousand people? Everybody is thinking the same way too. You know, like we need to like look around, and I know like it's not cheap. And Jeff actually uh, picked a good point. What about uh, if we bring a fake parts and worked on it, make it look nicer? Yes, it is possible too. But the thing is, if you actually do that, it costs so much money. For the label work, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. So yeah. end of the day, you can buy uh, like authentic like a body kit as well at the end, and it's it's basically like either you have a fake parts or authentic parts. If you want to be proud of your car, you're supposed to get authentic parts. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and Leo Leo will hook you up with the best oh, deals. Yeah, of course, right? of course, anybody to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff, so next your time, final thoughts? Well, I just I have I want to do something next time Leo's on with us. I want to play a game, and we're going to put up two pictures, and it's going to be uh, one fake, one real. Sure. And I want to see if Leo and the people at home can play along, <laughs> and we'll just right. see how many parts we can pick out. We'll just do it for fun. Oh, sure, sounds good. Yeah, that's that's great, yeah. guys. Again, thanks for your time. Uh, and uh, as always, uh, 7.30 p.m., uh, leave some comments. We uh, will reply to the ones that are made uh, down below. But obviously, leave some comments. And uh, we will see everybody again at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on uh, Wednesday. Take care, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Leo. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you.